Hello and welcome and good Tuesday. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper. And I'm your host, David Cooper. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, the show where no one's listening and no one cares. The show where every episode's the last episode. Canadian comedian Natalie Norman is going to join us. She's really funny. She's disgusting. She's in the gutter. She'll drag me down there, too, I'm sure. And, well, she's just a really good friend of mine. She's a good talker. Looking forward to having her on the show. recording already i mean i yeah it's i just start from the very because i feel like the good nuggets happen before i start rolling you know i mean yeah with everyone else but not with me i'm a star this is a (laughs) this is a podcast okay i mean it's a radio show in the form of a podcast without live listeners or a station to be on uh love it and you can do whatever you want i feel like we we've worked together in the past on like you know sanitized oh the police like crazy Classic hey, New York noise, the siren. I mean, it's crazy that you were ever. Are we recording? We're recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, cra- yeah. Jump in. It's crazy that are we do. Am I interviewing you about me now? Is that what's happening? Well, I just want to say I think it's crazy that you're like. I get you have to take a corporate job. You need money, but out of everyone I know, you're the. I, you're like it's weird because you're not a pervert, but in my head you are. Well, I'm gross. I just don't hit on my female friends, but I'm disgusting. Like, no, I think it's more that you're just disgusting. Like you're, it's yeah. not even perverted. You're just gross. I like, know. <laughs> I know. It's funny. Cause like I'm in the, I'll, I would never be like, Natalie, show me the inside of your vagina. Like I wouldn't even know how to be gross. Like, no, you would never. I would never would be never. gross like to my friends, but I'm gross at them. If that makes more sense. Yeah. Well, I think you're just like gross and then everyone's around you. <laughs> but you're not, you're not like a shining example uh, of Queen Victoria yourself. I'm not saying it is, but I also didn't accept a corporate job. That's true. Like I, I what did, I saw you in some like dungeon comedy cellar in Toronto a few weeks, a month, two. Who knows about time? But maybe two where months ago. You, where did you come? Was it? I don't know. Ball? I went to summer camp with the with the Booker. It was it, this guy named Brandon oh, Sobel. Oh yeah, that's the yes. yes. He so, was well, this guy who I hadn't seen in years. He's like, yeah, I just go up. To, I go there, and he's like, you want to go on stage? I'm like, no. We just seem so well, subdued. Like, I remember this kid being, I don't think anyone understands what the hell we're talking about, but that's not important. Yeah, they don't, I don't give a shit if they don't understand. Google. Okay. Long story short, I was in Toronto. I hung out with Natalie. Uh, I went to a comedy club to see her. The Booker is someone I went to summer camp with. I haven't seen him since summer camp. That's wild. I only really remember his name. Like, I, it's just a vague blur because I don't have a good visual memory, so I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. And this guy's he's just like being really laid back and nice. Like we've hung out for years. I'm like, who are he's you? He's the nicest man. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Oh, I turned off my sand. Hold on. No, okay, can, there we go. I can hear you. I know, but I couldn't hear you. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, you were, you were on stage and it was like all men down there. Yeah, that's my dream. A bunch of men jerking off to me. And it was like a lot of Muslims, I think. And you're just up there making like Jewish jokes this. And they loved you. I was like, I was a little worried for you. I'm like, is this going to be the culture class? And they loved you. You know, I don't know if they were laughing at you, with you, to you. I don't know, but they loved you. 
I mean, who cares if they're laughing at me? It doesn't matter. You're laughing, you're laughing, and thank you, I am a star. You were good, yeah. I mean, you were disgusting. You were talking about, like, filthy sex, virginity, bleeding, who knows what. I mean, I never talk about my virginity on stage lately. It was like anal sex, I think, was the thing that you... Yeah, sorry, I'm an adult trying to live a life. Uh, since we last met, mm -hmm. uh, I've always had IBS. I joke about it, but it's true. Mm -hmm. And I went to the doctor, and she's like, you still have bowel? Because last time they did the blood test to see if it was like Crohn's, celiac, I don't know what. And what is it? Well, she's like, you still having problems. And I'm like, yes. She's like, have you ever done a rectal exam? Oh, yeah. And I said, no. And she said, okay, we're going to do one. I'm like, all right. And then she said, let's take your blood pressure first. You're, okay. And I'm like, look, look, doctor, I'm not telling you how to do your job, but maybe when you spring a rectal exam on someone, do it after you take their blood pressure. I'm going to be through the roof here. Was it through the roof? It wasn't actually, but she's like, that's yeah. a very good point. Um, and apparently I have an anal fissure. I don't know how I got it. What do you mean? Of course you have an anal fissure. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I think it, I think just comes. I don't know how I got it, but that's what the blood has been, which is actually very comforting because the blood is coming just from the very like outside. It's if the blood is deep, like from your intestines. Yeah, that's worrisome. You got a problem because like there's some blood sometimes, Natalie. Have you ever had that? It's terrifying. Yes, I have. And it's an anal fissure. Every adult knows that. <laughs> Do you have one? Yeah. I don't know anyone who doesn't have an anal fissure. And if someone thinks they don't, they're dumb. Yeah. Wow. Because it's like none of us eat actually healthy and well. None of us get enough water. Like all that shit is just ripping through our ass. <laughs> is it water and fiber? <laughs> yeah. This is the show that I've always wanted to do with you. We're <laughs> three minutes in. Uh, okay. So you thought it was so strange that I had a corporate commercial radio job. I didn't think it, was, the, it made sense because like money is money. Yeah. And all of us will do anything for money. Welcome to life. Um, but it's weird that it was it had so many weird strict like like you can't swear. What are you not an adult? I, I mean, but like you can you can talk about sex, but you can't be too graphic, you know, uh, and like, if, it, if it's educational, you can be graphic. So obviously I can never be graphic with you. But if I'm talking to like a sex advice, hey, expert, I know some ed educational things. Uh, OK, name name an educational thing. OK, fine. Um, OK, fine. I'll get there. Uh, educational is that if you're going to have anal sex, you cannot put your cock right into it. Yeah. You have to warm up the area. And this is educational because you will cause an anal fissure. Mm, see, I got mine from 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 what goes out when not what goes in kind of thing. I think most people get it from what goes out, but you can get it from what goes in. Scary, man. And then it, spicy food was irritating. It. It's uh, yeah, I that got is that's too far for me. I'm over. I'm overdue for like a, a stool sample. I got to go to the doctor that she couldn't give me the kit. She's like, the nurse needs to give you the kit and walk you. Why through. does the nurse need to give you the kit? I like, don't know. I'm like, OK, aunt? where's the nurse? She's like, she's on break for an hour. So you got to come back. That was two months ago. I, I know it. I knew you can't. That, you can't do that to a Jew. A stool sample. No, you can't be like, wait an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then it took me an hour to get home. Uh, I should have just. And then I was thinking going back that day. And I'm like, why didn't I just stay? I got to get this because it might be. There's a, certain things you can only test in the stool, but it's not celiac. And I don't think it's Crohn's, which is good. It's all great. I just like when they asked me to do a stool, stool sample, I'm like, I'm honestly not going to do this. Like unless someone takes it out for me, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not collecting my shit and giving it to you. Colitis is what they think. Uh 
Yeah, it was so yeah. It, it was kind of ha- strange having you on the commercial job. So there's two narratives going on right here. There's like the yeah. things we couldn't do when we were on commercial radio and shit. Um, but it was kind of strange having you on because you, you it was so difficult for you to like keep it together. I had to like edit you all the time, bleep you all the time. Which is honestly, what, what are you gonna do yes. when you become famous and you're you got to promote you know your shows on morning breakfast television in the local news station? You can't be saying fuck, 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 fuck. You know what I'm saying? You know, I did realize the other day that I do say fuck too much. So maybe I'm going to learn how to not say it as much. I am. Yeah, it's 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 weird. I'm very hyper aware of it now. I wasn't aware of it until lately when I was like, because I'm editing my clips and putting them online. I'm like, whoa, I swear way more than I ever realized. But once you start to get a good handle on it, it becomes very strange because every time you swear... There's you a split, notice it. Well, not even that. Well, yes, but there's a split second when you're actually making the choice. And it, it kind of brings you out of the moment. Like when yeah. I when I before I was a performer, I wouldn't be out of the moment saying fuck this, fuck that. Now every time I stay it, say it, there's a check going through my head. Should I say this? Yes. Should I say this? No. And it it, it kind of ruins profanity in a way. Well, that yeah, because profanity is best when it's natural. Organic. When it's from the heart. Yeah. When it's from the heart. I uh, when I first started doing stand up many years ago, obviously I don't do it anymore. I'm terrible, but uh, I uh, was going to open mics and I met this 70 year old comedian. She's amazing. Oh She's one of my closest friends now. She's out of, con- but she was like this waspy tennis playing country club, you know, 70 uh, year old, very prim, very proper. Whenever you swear around her, she doesn't get uncomfortable. But she's like, oh, ho, 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 you know, like covers yeah. her mouth when she laughs. She's amazing. Um, so I convinced her in the. She never swore once. And I convinced she was telling a story about another 70 year old lady. She like got in a fight with over a man. Um, Love it. And at the peak of her joke, I convinced her in, in a 20 minute set to just use the C word once. And and it killed it. People were like would fall out of chairs every time. Uh, so, yeah, there is like, you know, you can be harnessed. But for her, oh. that was a choice. You know, she anyway, go ahead. It can be harnessed really well. And then well, all words could be harnessed well. Like, personally, my favorite word, I think the word that is, a, like, so funny and underrated as funny is slut. Mm. Yeah. Have it you is, ever watched The Golden Girls? <laughs> the Golden Girls is, like, I always knew it was, like, kind of not perverse, but, like, out there. It's it was the out best there. show on television. And then I went back, like, a year or two ago, and I was like, wow. Yeah. This show is really pushing boundaries, even for today's standards. I can't believe how much they call Blanche, Blanche a, slut. a slut. It's like every other sentence, because you're a slut, you're a slut, sluts are here. And it's it's like, how did this air on, on like evening television, on primetime no. television? Well, and more importantly, how is it even still now? It's like considered like, oh, like I think it's like on TBS, the family network, like, you know what I mean? But it is... <laughs> But it's because they're old ladies. I get it's like so far beyond like it's so far past slut shaming. It doesn't even feel like, you know, the liberal view, which I agree with that you shouldn't slut shame 2023. But it's so far past it. It's like even people who get offended by that stuff, I don't even think get offended because it's so over the top. But that's what it is. That's good comedy. It's it takes something that should seem uncomfortable and just makes it absurd but it's also like that was the way people spoke to each other at the time which is crazy 
I call people sluts all the time. I know, but the, but you do it. I it's like uh, ironically, you know what I'm saying? You you're you're, you're yeah, reclaiming it. You're not you're not judging them in a way where like they're less than because you're calling them that name. Right. I guess. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm reclaiming the word. I'm too tired to reclaim anything. <laughs> um, you're too li- too tired to be an unlikely crusader for feminism. Is that you're just too I'm, exhausted? Yeah. I think at this point, I think you get to a certain age and you're like, you know what? This is the young kids game. Yeah. I've done my part for feminism. It is what it is. I can't do anymore. I gotta, I gotta pay some bills. <laughs> Just trying to pay some bills. What are you an unlikely crusader for then? I'm an unlike. Well, I'm not unlikely. I'm trying to be a crusader for bullies online. Like not pro bully, obviously. <laughs> you think a little bullying should be uh, should be allowed these days? I think a lot of men need to be bullied. Are you just staring at yourself in the Zoom? Because I can it's tell. It's really hard. And I'm trying to look at you, but you're at me at an angle. Like, you're not looking at me. It's you're called looking Zoom at dysmorphia. Have you heard of this? No, and I have it. It's when people just stare at themselves all day in Zoom, and they're, like, really worried about how they look. You know, you can disable your own video. Did you know that? Uh, no, I did not know that. I'm not on Zoom often. I'm not a freak. I only care about how I look for myself. Fuck the rest of you. Fair enough. Okay. And you know what? And you know what? I have a point to this. Yeah. You know, I don't care because most of you don't look good anyways. Most people don't look good. And even when you do look good, who gives a shit? Great. You're talented at looking good. I'm so proud of you. Well, no, I care. I care. I'm going to be honest. I care. (laughs) My point to it is that, like, I'm not doing it for you because you guys can't even get yourself together. So why would I give a shit how I look for you? Men specifically? Oh, Men and women. This is a genderless issue. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to get behind the psychology. My point is that most people are hideous and it would take a little to look a little better. And maybe you should try. So, okay. I got something for you. Okay. Here we go. Tonight. I mean, by the time people will hear this, I will have gone. But tonight I'm going to clown college, Natalie. I can't. I can't. Oh, okay, continue. Well, my friend met a clown and he was yeah, got I don't to, know. I don't need the story. I know. And my friend the- is organizing this clown to teach his friends like a two hour clowning workshop. Yeah, I know. I know. Continue. That's it. That's the whole thing. Do you know anything about clowning? Of course, I know a lot about clowning. I'm a comedian. What is clowning? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm oh, wrong. you're at, Oh, okay. I thought you said. Like, what what can I expect? Do you like, I, what, do you, what do you. Oh, God. So, well, this is what I know about clowns. I think. I think if you're in comedy long enough and you don't know what a clown is, first of all, you're probably not a comedian. Uh, A clown is an art form. Clowning is an art form, despite what people think. Um, And basically, it's actually, from what I understand, involves a lot of inner work and going into your child and learning how to use that to express your clown. Oh, it's going to be be like improv class, isn't it? It's not improv. It's more than, it's very intense. It's further than improv. I'm going to have to like do like exercises where I monologue in front of people and oh my God, this is going to be painful. It's it's not for the faint of heart. I'm going to take beta blockers before I go so I don't get anxious. Why would you be anxious? Because I got to stand up there and, and tap into my inner child in front of people. Yeah, but everyone's doing it. So you're all in it together. I know, but it's still painful for me, man. It's like dancing. I can't. It's like, you know, it's painful. I love to dance. I love to dance. And I do think dancing sometimes in public is very hard. It's difficult because it's so painfully awkward, right? Yeah. I'm just like, what if people are looking at me? That's when I don't imagine you're dancing in public. Imagine if you just removed everybody and removed the music and it was just a video of you there alone. Like, that's all I can think of. How do I look right now out of the context? I mean, that's so funny to me. 
What, this, the way that I feel about dancing? Yeah, like, why would you remove the music? Well, I don't know. I just, all I can think of is like, what if someone is only watching me and not anything else? Uh, or What the, narcissist are you that everyone's watching you? Well, it's my mind's eye that's watching me and I can't bear it. You know, I'm the person in my mind's eye standing in the wings, not dancing, watching me and only watching me and ignoring everything else, ignoring the music, ignoring the people. And it's so painfully awkward and I can't bear myself to do it. I used to be able to do it when I drank. That was the only way I could deal with dancing. Okay, well, I think the re- way you're looking at dancing is bizarre in general, and I think you're mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think you need to talk to your therapist about this. I've, there's bigger fish to fry in therapy right now, but I'll put it on the I'll put it on the list. Yeah, because like when you're dancing, like the idea that like you're out of your body looking at yourself and there's no music. It's like you wouldn't be dancing then. It's and like- even people who are good at dancing, Natalie, when I watch them, I picture all the times they danced in front of a mirror alone to try to okay. get good at dancing or the dancing classes they went to. Like I picture them as a beginner. That's and it's really still, strange. It's so, I'm going to be honest. It's really I weird. Can't, I- and it drives my girlfriend crazy. She's like yeah, at a wedding. Would- why can't you just dance with me? Why are you just standing there? I'm like, and first of all, I am perfectly comfortable in a setting where everyone's dancing, standing in the side, talking to no one, looking awkward. To me, that is That's much weirder. That is much less painful than the dancing itself. Much less. What childhood trauma do you have that like what dancing accident were you in? Are you asking me what childhood trauma do, do I have that causes me to think this way? But about it must be about dancing. I'll tell you what childhood trauma I have. All of them. All of them. Every one of them. Name one. I, I have it. <laughs> wait, I have I have a question. You know that test? I was trying to think about this and I was trying to explain it to someone the other day. But you know there's that test that's like all the trauma you've gone through and like it's a list of like there's different there's four levels and the like the heart like the deepest levels like like called like an N4 or something. What? No, tell me about it. I, there's this test and it's just like it's all the markers of trauma and like the more you have, like the more mentally unstable you are. I feel like we should have taken that test on <laughs> on the podcast, both of us to see who's sicker. It's not a podcast. It's a radio show. I love it. Uh, what's been going on with you? I haven't seen you in, t- we hung out with my brother the last time I saw you. He's oh, wow. What an experience. He's a guy. The Coopers are wild. Why are we wild? We're kind of boring. No, you're boring to yourselves. So you guys are wild. Oh, thank you. It's I- like an in- do you it's think you're intense. boring? Because I think you're wild. No, I I think I have a theory because people are always like, Natalie, you're so weird. Natalie, you're so exciting. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, to me, I'm just me. Like, <laughs> OK, well, like, I don't realize my weird. That's just the way I behave. Right. Nothing is out of the ordinary. Yeah, but, hey, sometimes you're dialing it up and dialing it down like you have. A, sure, a- but it doesn't make me feel weird or like exciting. It's just like I'm having fun, but I'm I'm not weird to myself. I'm just myself. Yeah. And other people are always like, say that. So that's how I know I've been told I'm weird and strange. So what I, here's something I, I really like about you and being friends with you. I have a lot of friends who are fucking batshit crazy, of which I would include you as one. Um, uh-huh. And when I'm around them and other people, uh, yeah. we drive them crazy. We're like, you know, just talking, saying crazy shit all the time. And you and I have that. Um, yeah. But all my other friends who I'm this way with, when I'm with them privately, it's very subdued. We barely talk. We're just kind of boring. But when I'm with you privately, it's just as nuts. And I, it's kind of a unique thing about our friendship. Well, I think I'm just, I think both of us 
can't be anyone else but ourselves. I would love to be anyone but me, but you're right. Well, uh, but I'm saying, oh, I you, will. I, I do suffer like for yourself? this. Do you like yourself? I do. I have moments where I have like I'm down on myself, but I actually think I'm better than. <laughs> I'm not a narcissist. I just think that like a lot of people are boring. How did me asking, do you like yourself, turn into you saying, I actually think I'm better than most people? <laughs> it's not the same question. Okay, go back. Ask it again. Maybe I wasn't listening. Do you like yourself? I think I do. You think you do. And, I, and this is why I like spending time with myself. That's apparently a sign. Like someone who likes to be alone by themselves and can entertain themselves and is happy. Apparently that's a sign of someone who likes themselves. And I I like being by myself most of the time. Okay. Um. Yeah, I like myself. I do. I do. I think, you know, I, I think I'm fun. I you think are. I'm you're honest. very fun. You I think I'm honest. Okay. Well, I think that's an important quality because you know some people are fucking liars and that's insane. I, I go either way. I don't I don't care for liars. It's like lying is boring to me. It's like meh. I, can, I have capacity to lie. I try not to. I, I think I round up to an honest person, but I, I don't think I'm like the world's most stand up honest person. No, not none of us are the most stand up honest, but it's like if you're gonna ask me something and you want me to be honest, I'll tell you straight to your face. Okay. Which I, 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 I don't know how to describe how I like myself and how I don't. I think that's the problem. It's a simple question. I didn't even ask you to describe it. You just, you're struggling too. I feel like you think that's well, the it question. Is a, I think it, no, I think it's a difficult question well, because I. Why, why do you need a reason to like yourself? I ask you if you like yourself and you're just trying to come up with reasons why you might. It makes me think you actually don't, Natalie. Well, that's rude. <laughs> I'm just trying to play therapist here. And I'm I know not you good are. at it. I'm not good you're at terrible it. terrible at it. It's because I think. It's important to think why you do like yourself. Okay. Like, like, because I know a lot of people hate themselves, and I'm like, why do you hate yourself? Because I ask that too. Why do you hate yourself? You have it's to ask. Easy. It's comfortable. You're cutting everyone out of the equation. You're making the. It's like you don't have to. Yeah, it's really narcissistic if you ask me. It it is kind of narcissistic to. Uh, I think my therapist has actually said this to me. He he uses like fancy terms like narcissistic uh, damage or narcissistic loss or. But yeah, I think it's just it's easy. It's comfortable. You don't have to try to get others or even try to get yourself to like you. You can just you know, quit while you're ahead. Well, I don't like myself, so I don't need to try. I also think it's a big cop out. Yep, I agree. It's it's easy. It's like, I'm really tired of, I'm actually really tired of people like, I don't like myself. I don't have confidence. I'm like, okay, but you're taking up space in this world and you ask for a lot still. But, so do you not like yourself? And gaining confidence takes work. You know, it takes being uncomfortable. It takes being in situations where you're not confident, figuring out how to navigate them. And as you figure out how to navigate them, you become more confident. That's hard work. It's much easier to just say, I don't like myself. I'm not confident, you know? So yeah, it but is a my problem out. with, I guess it's a cop out. And then furthermore, my problem with people who say this bullshit is like, you like you enough, you like yourself enough to waste other people's time. <laughs> Fair do, do you know what I mean? I like do. they're still they're still talking to me. Oh, you don't like yourself? Then get out of my face! Like, like you're just annoying. Yeah, that's an annoying person. And I think I well, I self-identify as annoying, Natalie. So I I'm, I take issue. I know, with but that. you're different. You don't like sure. You don't like yourself, but you also it's different with you. It almost seems like a character. I'm talking. Huh. You like I, I don't ever see well, like and I'm sure you cry, but I don't see you like crying well, and complaining when I'm in those when I'm in that state and it can happen a lot. I don't want to be around people. 
you know, so I, I keep it to myself. I'm not calling my best friend saying, oh, I hate myself. Give me attention. I'm like, Miranda, I need to go to the other room and be left alone. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Don't even think about me. You know, you know, that's kind of which is I'm fine. At. But here's another thing. Like, you know, this is a great thing from one of my exes. And I don't like to give my exes anything because they're lunatics. But I had one ex who said to me, the best way you know about yourself is what other people's views of you, because sometimes we don't see ourselves clearly. And he was, we were talking, I guess, about narcissism because you can't, if you're a narcissist, you can't see you're a narcissist, right? But also you can't see the good things sometimes. So if someone's there loving you and caring for you, do you not put any weight into their opinion of you? Because if you don't, A, that's fucking rude and disrespectful. Second of all, like, like, it's just, I find this weird thing where it's like, oh, you don't like yourself, but then you're going to undercut my opinion of you. Well, what's the exercise there? Do you just ask your loved ones, hey, what do you think of me? Hey, I'm feeling down or like, I feel like, you know, I'm having a hard time liking myself. Like, why do you like me? Like, we need other people to help us sometimes see ourselves clearly. I feel like sometimes the answer is so simple. Like, it's so hard to describe like or love. It's just, it's like, oh, you're funny. You're, you're smart. You know, it's, it's. See, that's the thing. People got to be better at communicating. Okay. Like, if I just, it's like, Miranda asked me, why do you love me? It's like, it's such a hard question to answer. Because there's things, there's reasons you do love her. Sure, sure. But this, a compelling reason, and a lot of people feel this, is is just because I do. You know, it's like not a rational. Okay. Because I, like, sorry that we're getting really No, I have reasons I like Miranda. I'm just saying one of those reasons is just because I do. Right. And that's fair. But there's, like you said, other reasons. Okay. So I need to articulate those and it's good to have those articulated to you. A hundred percent, right? Like if you're like, I just think it's, what are our friends there for? Like, I'm happy to tell my friends why I like them or why they're pissing me off. And sometimes they need to hear it. And sometimes I need to hear it. Like I, that's why I think my friendships are so good and strong is because my friends will be like, you're being fucking flaky. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. And I didn't see that until you fucking said it. Now I can change. Well, it's funny. I ask you the question, you know, obviously you're too much of a narcissist to ask me that question back. So I'm just going to answer it because I'm a Jew. Okay. Do I like myself? I knew you didn't. Well, Why would well, I ask well the there's, it's more complicated than that because every day it's a struggle and I yes. try to make the right choice of like working on it. And I will say this, uh, it's sort of a different answer to yes or no, or do you like yourself? It's I like myself now more than I ever have. And it's because I've try- I'm trying to work on it. So for me, it's a process. It's not yes, yeah. it's not no. But if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I would have just started crying and said no, like it was this deep, dark secret. Now it's like, no, you know what? There are qualities about me that I like. It's on a given day, if I do the work, I can engage with those. And on a bad day, I lose track of it and I can follow into that self-pity swirl that I know I shouldn't. Because I'm human. That's where I'm at with it. Yes, and that's why I said, when you were like, why are you like saying, trying to find answers? I'm Because it's not... Just yes. It's like a, it's a complicated question. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just say yes or no. What a lunatic. Yes. No. Yeah. I like myself. End of story. I think there are people that just like, love. like, I, I mean, there's extreme examples like Kanye West, your favorite person in but the that's world. All. Yeah. My favorite. But that's also narcissism. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or there are like, just people who have such a strong, like delusional sense of self and grandiosity where it's what, like, you're, but you're using the words delusional self of grandosity. Like, but they're but, lunatics. Okay, fair. They are lunatics. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so when I say, do I like myself? Yes. And I have to like think, like, why do I like myself? And it's, you know, there's all these reasons because that's how we quantify it. That's how we learn to love ourselves. 
Well, I, I can tell you this. If I'm uh, yeah. in my mind's eye watching me try to dance at a wedding, at a concert, uh, at a bar, I can't bear to be alive. I mean, that is too much. It is painful. Uh, dancing is, is vulgar. It's awkward. <laughs> it's, it's sexy. It's bizarre. I mean, how do you choose the movements? And how you do you choose? It. And then you have to wait a certain amount of time to repeat the movements. Otherwise, you're repeating the movements. It's so much. Dancing is too much for me. I can't bear. That's, I can barely watch other people dance, let alone even consider doing it myself. This is the crazy. It's one. That's what makes you a lunatic. Is this? <laughs> Everything else, I'm fine with. This makes you a sick, sick fuck. Dancing is by far the most uncomfortable thing I can imagine. I can't bear myself to even. I can imagine a few more uncomfortable. I can't scenarios. physically do it. Like I could not physically do it. That's so wild. And I me. used to drink to be able to do it. And now that I'm sober, you don't do it. No, I can't. I can't. You know what? Actually, I think is weirder than not dancing is at a concert when everyone's like swaying. Oh, it's all painful. That, that was, I can't look at that. That to but, me is like. But you're, you're, you just have a small version of what I have to the extreme. So you can relate. The difference is I'm not being invited to a concert to sway along. <laughs> like if I sit down, everyone's like, okay, she's tired. Yeah, I just stand there. I'm so comfortable standing, not moving, and everyone thinking who's the weird guy standing there. That to me is way better than the sway, the dance any of it. I, I just can't. I can't do it, Natalie. It is too much. And I don't understand how people. Well, do you don't it. have to. But, well, that, but but it upsets my girlfriend. She wishes so, I was that fun version of myself that I was when I was drinking and doing drugs because it was so effortless. Then you could shut right, up but, that voice, you know? I mean, there must be a way to shut it off now. Uh, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to um, learn how to meditate on it. I can't meditate. I know I can't. <laughs> the idea of any Jew meditating is hilarious. Anti-Semitic is what that is. Yeah, that is. Think of all the Jews that died in World War II. <laughs> they didn't die in vain so that I had to meditate. You know what? I say that joke every day, but with some other thing. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm working on a joke right now. Yes. Let me finish because now you called me a narcissist. And no, I'm well, well, I didn't even interrupt you. I just said, OK. And then you're like, let me finish. I was just prompting you to go, 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 go. Like I'm working on a joke because on weight loss, as I'm always working on, which is, by the way, one thing that people always think I hate my body. I don't. And I like to tell people I'm only ever trying to lose weight for their society. It's society's issue, not mine. Good. But I'm still doing it. Anyways. <laughs> your, like, Miranda yeah. was talking about very, you know what? Someone I know who's not Miranda oh. was talking <laughs> about various <laughs> cosmetic treatments that involve needles and such. And, and, and this person who is in Miranda was like, should I do this? And I'm like, I, I not only can I not answer that, I will not answer that. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't, don't. And that's how I feel about anything with dieting, changing the body. It's like it's right. your choice. Well, my thing is, but I just want to let people know that I actually think I look better naked than most people. I'm sure you do. Uh, and I've had the pleasure of seeing you naked when you accidentally sent me nudie photos of yourself. Thanks, Natalie. You're welcome, Baruch Hashem. But my point to it is I'm always on a diet mm -hmm. and people think I hate my body. And the story is like, no, I don't hate my body. I think I have a body better than everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm in a real kick about no. really thin. Lately, I just like I've seen a lot of I see a lot of thin women, like very thin. Mm -hmm. And it's really daunting to me. It's like we get to eat food. You know that, right? Like you have money and you can eat food. What a privilege. And you're going to not eat. I know. In you're parts gonna... of the world, when you start getting rich, you put on the weight to show everyone, look at all this great food I can buy. 
Exactly. So it's really, really like at this point in my life, it, it's like a really thin people like irk me. And uh, to the point where like, and this is a joke I'm working on is like, I, my goal has never to be real thin. I don't like it. I don't think it's sexy. I think you look emaciated. Like it's not hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and most importantly, my grandparents did not survive the Holocaust for me to look like I just survived the Holocaust. There you okay? go. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a joke, but like my brother, when he was 16, he shaved his head, you know? It was at yeah. a friend's house for the weekend. He shaved and they, co- they come home. You look like a Holocaust survivor. I got my first tattoo on my arm and it was kind of where like, you know, Holocaust yeah, survivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents, they, you look so, I mean, it, it's a joke, but this is the kind of shit our parents said to us. Yeah, but it's, but I also think about it like my, they, like all these people were dying in camps because they couldn't eat. And now I'm going to starve myself. What an insane thing to starving yourself. Yeah. What an insane concept. I mean, but I don't really, I can't judge people. You can't relate. I can't judge people because they judge me. So it goes back and forth. I'm, I'd like to think I'm pretty good. I just like don't care about, and and I know society does care, but just like body image stuff. I'm just, just try to be supportive of my friends and partners and I, but I don't like have a strong opinion, uh, but I don't get uncomfortable by it. I think a lot of people, like you start talking about weight, they get uncomfortable. Yeah. They get so uncomfortable and you're like, okay, calm down. Like, yeah calm down and then that's my big kick for my comedy this next few months is to to shame thin women (laughs) (laughs) i mean they deserve it it's funny we were talking about golden girls earlier they're so awful about like calling each other overweight when they're so clearly not none of them are yeah they're always saying blanche's ass is fat and she like doesn't have a huge ass at all and even if she did who cares but they're like so mean to her about it um yeah and it's just so funny that that was a primetime show well, no, and I love the show. I just really want to encourage people to have sex with fat people. Yeah, why and not? that's my. I think that's my big goal because I'm tired of being the oh a man's first like thicker woman and hearing ooh you're so cozy to cuddle with. It's like enough. Men love big women, and 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 they just like are taught not to, and then they sleep with it's one. So weird. And then they sleep with one, and they're like, "Wow!" Like it just got invented, and it makes no sense. And it makes no sense. I have a it's friend, exhausting. and I can't yeah. say who he is because you know him. <laughs> but oh, he God. likes he like he's a tall, thin, lanky, handsome, strong guy, and he likes big women. And he he like was so tortured about it in his twenties. Um, and now that he's in his 30s, he, he, he dates them. But it was just like, what is going on with you? Just date whoever you want. Who gives a fuck? It's, it's so fucked up because men are tortured by like tortured by it. For and like, like no good reason. Who cares? No, but that but on the other side of it. I like the, redheads, Natalie. Like I'm not tortured. Yes, I about, know. But I'm just saying like there's certain things if you have a preference for nobody gives a shit. You can say I like women with big breasts. Who gives a shit? And it's, but it's like this one, it just makes no sense. And it's so yeah, mixed because up. People, yeah. Cause it's, so this is my issue is they get to me. They're finally ready for their first thick woman. Mm-hmm. And because I'm very gorgeous. So they can't control themselves. <laughs> you're not the worst finally, looking person I've ever seen. I'll give you that. Oh, thank you. I'm stunning. You're, you're, you're an attractive lady. I mean, you know, what exactly. do you want me to say? So We're when friends, they get, I can't. Yeah. But when they get to me, they're like, well, I can't help being, I, I've always wanted a fat woman and here's this one. What do I do? I'm so confused. And then we fool around and they fall asleep on me. And then they fall asleep like on my arm and they're like, doesn't your arm fall asleep? You know, like you get the pins and needles. No, but I'll move if it does. I can't have people. I can't do the sleep snuggle. I'm not, I can't sleep all night like that, but they'll be like, 
I've literally heard this so much, so many times. It's like, I don't know. Sleeping with you is just so cozy. I'm so comfortable. I'm so warm. And I'm like, oh, okay. So everyone before me was thin as hell. And that really sucks for you. But I don't need to hear this. I'm not that cozy. Yeah. I just have weight. Yeah. And it's like whatever's going on in your head about the realization that they're super into you for whatever reason, like you got to yeah. leave, Nat- leave Natalie out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't need to be called co- cozy. Yeah. No woman likes to be called cozy. Like I once worked with this. She had been in Toronto one year. She was like mm-hmm. doing, I don't know, a master's in computer science. She was from Iran. Yeah. Um, I was working with a bunch of grad students and she found out I was a Jew. And she's like, I recently watched the movie The Pianist. And okay. I never learned that the Holocaust happened going to school in Iran, like high school growing up. We never learned about this. And so, like, I just want to ask you, like, how could of Europe let that happen? Like, did that really happen? And I'm just like, look, whatever's going on with you. Like, yeah, Google like, it. like, like I'm not I'm not your source about whether the Holocaust happened, whatever journey you're going through, going from like Iran to Canada and like learning about what happened in the West and how culture works and how Jews are real people like leave me out of it. And I like wouldn't answer her questions. And she got really upset. Uh, and that's an example of like whatever crazy shit is going on in your head. Just leave me out of it. Fifteen years later, I get a I get a, a message request on Facebook. Uh, yeah, she's divorced. She's a lesbian. She has dyed hair. She's working for Google in in uh, Silicon Valley in San Francisco. She's like, I just want to re- a rewind to a conversation we had 15 years ago. I get that I came off as anti-Semitic and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's cool, dude. Again, leave me out of it. You went on this long yeah. journey to realize that like, anyway, sorry, it's a big tangent. No, no, but, but that's no, I, it's that's exactly it. It's like, oh, you're like you're lying next to me and you're dealing with your internalized fat phobia. Mm-hmm. Which must be, honestly, I don't feel, I feel bad for these men because like they know that they're attracted to me they're or fat bodies. They've been told not to. And there's there finally at this moment, which might be a big turn on or a relief for them. And they've always wanted it and they don't know how to handle it. But at the same time, like, why are we listening to the outer world about what we like and don't like? Yeah. And it's like you it's like, you're just there to have sex. You're not there to like take them through some mixed up journey about their societal baggage. No, I'm just like, can you can I just relax? Like, <laughs> <laughs> can we watch some TV? I'll take a coffee, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm like, can I relax? You know, I have to deal with this not only like every day outside of the bedroom. Yeah. So in the bedroom, just eat my pussy and shut up. Yeah, it's coming at you from every angle. Can you just leave me out of it uh, this once? Yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 it's I'm, I hope someone hears this who's like, oh, shit, I acted that way. Oh, I'm going to send this to every ex I've dated. <laughs> Wow, we're going to have, I, we had a listenership of four. Now we're going to have a listenership of 10,000. Yeah. It's so crazy. Everyone thinks I'm such a whore. It's so I crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't. You know me. I don't actually have sex with most people. But I just. I, I don't think if you slept with 500 people, you're a whore. I just, I don't. Right. Yeah, so. You don't, but the average person does. Well, I have some friends who are like, I think are, it's like, you know, I don't judge it, but they'll sleep with like three people a day, every day a year. Like, you know, I have some friends who are like, you know, I have one yeah. friend who she does like YouTube videos. Did you ever watch this? He got kind of taken down um, for sexual misconduct, but this YouTube channel called All Gas, No Breaks and then channel something. Andrew no. Callahan, he had a show on HBO. Anyway. Oh, that guy, what a boring documentary he made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have a friend who kind of does work like him, but she's like a porn star. And so yeah. she'll, she'll like she'll go to a city to like cover a rally and she won't have anyone to shoot her. 
Um, so she'll go on Tinder, find a guy, be like, if you shoot me at this rally, uh, I'll have sex with you. Like she does. That. And I'm like, that's a bit yeah. much, dude. Um, but whatever. It's her life. No, I don't think that's a bit much at all because who gives a shit? My point is with me in particular is like people are like, oh, she must be such a poor because she does all these sex jokes. And then I was talking to a friend and I was like, it's so crazy that I know that people think this way about me. But I thought about all like my more more serious relationships and how many of them I never had sex with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like li- like 50 percent of the men I've seriously dated, I never had sex with. And we both laughed so long. Like, Anyways, like when you say not sex, you mean not penetrative sex? Or you guys never like only kiss. That's it. Sometimes we only kiss because, you know, oral we were, sex is sex, Natalie. You know that. Yes. I'm, some of them, I literally never saw their dick. And we were like doing some emotional relationship and dating. But it just like for whatever reason, you know, sometimes I'm not in the mood. Sometimes they're not in the mood. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to see your dick yet. I'm not ready. I like you emotionally. Like we can wait. We can wait. Yeah. So you're you're not a whore, okay? Uh, even if I am a bit of a whore, and bit, I'm not a whore. I'm both. You, you contain multitudes. Do I contradict myself very well? Then I contradict myself. Yeah, all the t- someone called me out on it. They're like, "You're contradicting yourself," and I go, "I don't give a shit what you think." What kind of hypocrite thinks that they aren't a hypocrite? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a man. <laughs> uh, the only honest thing anyone can say about themselves is that they're a hypocrite. You know, and that they have 100%. delusions. It's uh, yeah. Or, or is the episode done? Is, that, like that, is that it? That's it? It just ends like that? Well, I don't know. How long are these episodes? No, that's it. It's over. Thanks for coming, okay, Natalie great. Norman. I, yeah, I... <laughs> At Stalking Natalie on whatever, Graham. A Twitter, j- j- Facebook, all of it. She's okay, everywhere. Not, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Someone told me Twitter was dead six months ago, yeah. and I've never looked back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Elon's Musk. He's saying, yeah, oh, people yeah. are still using it. I'm just, I just was like, bye. Whatever. Uh, stalking, Natalie. Stalking, S-T-A-L-I. Well, how would you sum up this episode? Like, if you had to give it a subtitle. Chaos. Okay. <laughs> That's it? Just chaos? Yeah, we really dug into everything. We did. We we went deep. Uh, I mean, we didn't, we didn't, there's a few things we could have talked like we we could do another episode in six months. What do you mean six I, months? Like three or four weeks. Say, I was going to say. I need content. Me. I'm putting out one of these a day. Oh, you're like me. I put a reel out a day. Not a reel, a podcast, but same difference. Okay. Okay. The podcast, you don't get, like, I don't think people understand how much effort one reel takes. How long is a reel though? A reel might be 30 seconds, but it's video and I have to fucking edit everything. I get it. It's just a different medium is all. Yes. And so I get it, but we both do content a day. It's a nightmare. Our lives are a nightmare. Welcome to the year of our Lord 2023, where we're online all the time. Well, I took notes about what we talked about. We talked about the use or lack of use of profanity. We talked Mm -hmm. about the pain of dancing. We got deep and we asked, do you like yourself? Do I like myself? Uh, And then we talked about sleeping with fat women. Would you would you write? Is it wrong for me to say like, what's the best word for me to use? And I know fat women, fat women is not offensive. And I know by asking you that question, I'm actually doing the thing where it's like, leave me out of it. Uh, If you want to. Well, I'm not as big as leave me out of it. I don't give a shit, but I'll just tell you like fat woman is fat is not offensive. And that's the problem. If you think it's offensive, I don't. That's on you. Yeah, it's like Like it's like Jew or, or black. These words are not offensive unless the people think they are. And then you and Jew, they get you're yeah. a Jew. Stop being a Jew. Like it can't, you know, these words can, it depends on the context and who's using them. Yeah. I just want to let you know, I really had to burp and I held it back for you. Wow. You held it back for us. Our listener of listenership of four. There's going to be a lot more listeners. I'm sending this to every man I've ever fucked. 
No, I'll just send it. Honestly, I'll just send it to, I actually will send it to one or two. I got a, I got a, t- a subtitle for this episode. A memo to every man, Natalie fucked. Exactly. Okay. Thanks, Natalie. Appreciate your time, my friend. <laughs> I appreciate you. Okay.